Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. All right, what's up? We are back with NBS Fitness Radio. And he, we are here with my good friend, Rachel Fowler. Say hi. Hello, what's up? All right, so um, Rachel, you've been at NBS Fitness since when? Before Christmas? No, so it's been right at about a year. Okay. I started right before all the pandemic stuff. Like That's right. Like right before spring break, March 2020. That's right, because you, yeah. you had to do your on-ramps like virtual. I did. Okay. Some of them, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, okay. That's right. All right, awesome. Very cool. Um, talk a little bit about your, your fitness history, what it was like for you growing up, and then like, through college, through your 20s, and now in your 30s. Like how, how it's kind of changed and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like I've always been active and enjoyed some kind of exercise, fitness. So I did like basketball, um, growing up, starting in like fifth grade. And um, then I loved dance team. So I did that for several years through junior high and high school. And then even I remember as a, like a senior in high school, after all of those were over, I like joined the gym that was next to my school just like by myself. Anyway, oh, very cool. <laughs> and would just go like randomly, you know, do the machines, yeah, making yeah. zero progress on anything whatsoever. But, yeah, I was doing something. Anyway. Okay. And um, then in college, the rec center at Mississippi State was awesome. So I went there regularly. But, again, just kind of I would sometimes do classes and sometimes do the machines and yeah. um, just kind of feel my way through things. And um, then in my 20s, like, I, I feel like I've always been a part of some kind of a big gym off and on. Um I've done the at-home stuff, like, uh, back when it was, like, Jillian's 30-Day Shred yep. DVD stuff yeah. to, like, try to lose <laughs> yeah. baby weight and um, um, was a member of different, like, bigger gyms around yeah. town. And then um, before I had joined here, the thing I did most recently was, like, beach body on demand, okay. home streaming workout, but it's um, – I did that for a few months. So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. So what about that – did you feel like wasn't really cutting it or what kind of attracted you to kind of do something different, do something more? Yeah, it was really hard to stay consistent. So I'm pretty like motivated. I'm fairly disciplined person, but even with that, there's only so many times I'm going to like get up first thing in the morning and try to exercise before anybody else gets up and not make too much noise in my house. Right. There's only so much equipment I have at my house right. and there's only so hard I'm going to work when I'm there by myself right. with nobody else. So I, I didn't ever like push myself super hard and I would always run into, oh, this new video, you need like this set of bands and this step up thing and I didn't want to have to buy all this other gotcha. equipment okay. and then figure out where to store it. <laughs> gotcha, okay, so then what's your experience been now that you, is this your first time doing uh, like CrossFit, doing uh, what I would call like uh, multifaceted fitness where you're doing strength training, with cardiovascular work, with mobility, with, you know, power development, all that kind of stuff, collectively all at the same time. What's kind of been your, your experience? So, at first, I was terrified oh, yeah. um, <laughs> because I just did not know what CrossFit was going to be like. Because if right. you, like, I feel like if you just Googled CrossFit or pulled up on YouTube, I'm like, these are extremely healthy people that are very fit that are very sweaty with their shirts off and then maybe somebody yelling at them or something, you know, like, I don't know what <laughs> right. I thought it was going to be. But, um, so my experience, so now I'm like, I've gone to full blown addicted 
to CrossFit, I would say. Like, yeah. I really, I like the structure of it and the show up and you will tell me what to do. Yeah. And then you will tell me to do these ridiculous things I've never done before, like snatches, yeah. you know, where I'm thro- trying to move a barbell from the ground over my head. Um, for those that are listening and not watching, I'm not a very strong, you know, stout lady. So <laughs> I've been told I have stick arms. So anyway, so it's... Um, <laughs> It's been interesting, but I absolutely love it, and um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying it. I think, I think if you've never done it, it's hard to it's hard to appreciate like the impact of not having to make decisions. And I think for even my own kind of fitness, like I've been in it my entire life is obviously like my my career. I've been you know on on, on I normally am the coach coaching people, and for I mean for the good amount of like my 20s I can I did most of my own programming and you know worked out on, on my own and with you know a, a group of I always worked out with a group of people but most of the time I kind of did my own programming but as you kind of like go through life at some point it's like man that's just another decision I have to make like I like having to make the decision like when am I going to go to the gym what am I going to do when I get there how am I, how, how am I going to know that I'm doing it right you know mm-hmm. to what degree or effort level am I going to do it there's just a lot of, like, decision-making that has to occur. Sometimes it's just nice to know, like, I just show up at 12 and do what they tell me to do. Yep. You know? Yeah. I'm, And I would say, like, in a lot of areas of my life, I'm a leader. Right. And so, like, whether that's at home or work or church stuff. Yeah. But here, it's, it's well, it was, like, out of my comfort zone to come here and be, like, the new person yep. who really doesn't know what's going on. Um, But also kind of refreshing, yeah, to have somebody just, here's what you do, here's how you do it, and if you can't do this, then we can scale it down to whatever, to something that you absolutely can do and work your way up to. Yeah, yeah. how do you like the level method so far? Um, I like it. I wasn't, at first, I looked at it, I'm like, this seems overly complicated, but um, now I kind of get it, and also it helps that... When I looked at the chart initially, I thought, oh, I'm just going to be white and everything because I'm the new person, and I always did, like, the lowest, um, like, level one when we did the, the other program, what we were doing yeah. before. And so it was like, oh, no, on some things I've been in blue and some things I'm in yellow. And so it kind of yeah. – um, it, it's good and, and to see the, like, incremental – um, how it breaks it down in these small little categories right. that it's more achievable that I could move from yellow two to yellow three on rings one day or whatever. Right. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, that's it. That's one of the things that I've loved about it. It's like each little jump is like a um, an achievable jump. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes the other like level we did, it would go from like one and a half times body weight to two times. You're like, well, yeah. Hmm. I now have to add 50 pounds to my overhead press. Like, that seems like a lot. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like 5, 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it gives you, it's just like, really does a great job. So, like, here's where you're at. And then here's where you need to go in order to, to get better. And so, it's like a really great way of, like, um, objectifying your fitness. Like, giving you objective measurements of where you stack up on these different levels and showing you, okay, well, you're, you're, you know, you're high on this, a little bit lower on this, um, and kind of show you, okay, and in order to get better, this is what you need to do. Right. So. Also, the fact that in the in the actual workouts, you, you, you're not having to make a decision of like, well, do I think I can do this? Do I right. think I, you're just going, I'm blue, I do blue. Yes, that's been better because I used to always have to kind of, well, I'll do level two on this part and level one on this, or I was always in between. So, yeah, that is better, too. Yeah. Um, I can just stick with what it says for 
orange or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. So talk a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you've kind of faced like along the way, uh, specifically like with the, uh, with regards to, like family, job. Um, you know, I'm sure you, you and I can both kind of uh, relate to it's, it's pretty easy in your in college, you know, to find oh, time yeah. to go to the gym. And then when you start, you know, your, um, your career, like, oh, I don't have any time. And then you have kids and you're like, oh, wow, now I really don't have any time. Yeah. So uh, talk about some of the struggles that you've kind of faced. And, and um, yeah, let's talk about that. Some of the struggles you face kind of along the ways you've, uh, you've gone through different um, periods of your life. So, yeah. So as of now, I am a working mom of four, married I work three and a half days a week. Still feels like full time, but I guess yeah. I'm technically part time. Um, so here, it's really nice that I know that every day at five a.m. there's a class. Like yeah. I struggled with um, whenever I, no matter what other gym I was a member of, I would have a class that I really maybe it was a spin class that I really liked, but they only offered it at a time where I could make it one time a week. Right. And then the other times they would have that class would be like 5 p.m. That's going to be unless I move heaven and earth, I'm not getting there at 5 p.m. Right. Um, and so it's been very, it's been awesome that here, like it's always I know there's always going to be a class that's the same programming that everybody else is doing that day. You know yeah. that I'm not missing out by coming at, at a different time. That yeah. It's the same all day. And um, so I would have never thought that I would be like a 5 a.m. person. Right. Um, and I also wouldn't have thought I would come at noon. Anyway, those are the times that I've been coming most um, frequently. So um, it's helped having, like, there's a playground outside here. So yep. if I bring one or more children, they can play out there um, and kind of figuring out, or like, okay, well, this spot over here is not real, <laughs> real crowded with people. Okay, you can just sit right here yeah. <laughs> if it's cold outside or something. But, right. Um, so, yeah, it's actually been um, the 5 a.m. time really is kind of a sweet spot, and that has helped because um, if I can go to bed on time, then when I get up, nobody needs me yet. Yeah. And even when I get back, this is key. Nobody's, still nobody needs me yet because my yeah, kids aren't still asleep. awake yet. Yeah, and so I, it gives me this glorious me time. <laughs> yeah, it seems to me like over the years what I've recognized is um, if you have a family – and or you have a job that's not necessarily shift work. Like if you if you work nine to five and like mm-hmm. it's a shift, you know, I'm like there's no way you work at a bank and you're like uh, the bank closes at five. I'm out off at five, mm-hmm. right? Um, then doing things in the afternoon is a little bit more doable. But um, if you have a if you have a uh, a schedule that tends to be dynamic, where like. I start my day at this time, but who knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when you have a family, like, you, you kind of have to get things done before all that chaos, you know, starts. And that's where that, like, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. typically seems to be a better time for, you know, people in their 30s, 40s with families and, you know, more, more, um, more chaotic jobs and professions. For sure, yeah. And it's almost like, well, the... Once I just started doing it, like, just set your alarm for 4.30 and just try it and see what happens. Yeah. And it really was fine. And one of the um, coaches here said, really, there's not that much difference between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Like, it's really early when you get up either way. Yeah. And so it doesn't feel that much different. And, it, and that was true because I wasn't – the 6 a.m. time was okay. Anyway, so. Yeah, it feels like – I mean, the first 
couple of days usually sucks because you're like, oh, it's like, it's just like, it's like your mindset's just like, oh, it's early. Yeah. But then once you kind of get rolling with it, you're like, okay, like yeah. not, not too bad. And that just kind of becomes your new normal, your new schedule of like, oh, I just, yeah, I'll wake up right. at 430, I go to the gym, I come back, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't do that though. What do you feel like, I mean, how do, how were you able to kind of overcome that? Because, I mean, reality is that most people don't exercise most people are going to make um, excuses or give reasons why, well, if only this would happen, then I would be able to go train. Or if this would happen, it's usually like involving their career and involving like their family. I had a guy who said, um, he's like, you know, I asked him why I didn't work out. He's like, because I got three kids. Mm. And I was like, well, that should be a reason that you should work out. But um, what do you feel like the biggest, what do you think is keeping people from, from, actively trying to overcome those struggles where you have overcome the fact that like, I do work full time and I got four kids and not four 20 year olds, you know, four kids. What, what was the age range? So right now, uh, 10, eight, seven and four. Sorry. So, it takes yeah. me a month. No worries. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, all, all at ages that require a significant amount of parental dri- driving and guidance yeah. and involvement. Mm-hmm. What is keeping most people from being able to overcome that? And, like, why do you feel like you have been able to? Well, I feel like anybody, I mean, I can't, as far as what keeps everybody from, I mean, some people do have a lot going on, or maybe they work more than one job, or or they don't have, they're a single parent, or, you know, that kind of thing. But as far as for me, it was just, once I started coming, then I got to see how good I feel once I've tried this out, and that... Yes, it's hard, or it was terrible, but I didn't die, and now I feel amazing, yeah. and I've noticed that I don't snap at my kids so much, yeah. uh, you know, and my fuse is not this long anymore, you know, right. that sort of thing. Then it's like, I'm going to figure out how to make this fit into my life, because I don't want to stop feeling this good, yeah. and so that's what's helped me, is that I feel really good when I come in here several times a week. And so if I do 5 a.m., then I can come in here five days a week if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, so that's been the biggest key. It's like, yeah, I've just gotten this taste of this is how, you know, how good you can feel and also um, how it's nice to focus on, like, getting stronger instead of just trying to stay skinny, yeah. which was, like, always my, my goal pre-CrossFit was just – that was the goal. Yeah, and just it's a very don't, meaning, don't get it's fat. kind of a meaningless yeah. goal. Yeah, and so, um, and then also, I would I wouldn't exercise as much if I was staying skinny. Well, and it didn't matter, you right, know. So right. this is different because focusing on you know being stronger. Um, well, I could always get you know strong, continue right. to get stronger. So, but yeah, as far as other folks, I think sometimes people just haven't had that good rush of endorphins in yeah. so long that they just don't know how good you could feel if, like, I honestly, yesterday morning, um, I didn't come in five, I went to the noon class, but yesterday morning, I kind of felt kind of crappy, and so it made me miss Did you feel better after 12? Yes, yes, but I just, I'm, I'm, I really like how much differently I interact with my with my kids with our morning routine and the hustle of getting four people, you know, plus me, out of the house. Um, prepared for the day with all of their things. Yeah. Um, it's just so much better to do that post-workout. Yeah. Well, okay, so talk to me some of, uh, about kind of the differences and the changes that you felt 
in your life, like since since doing this? Um, yeah, I I like just this sounds kind of weird, like walking around and feeling like oh I have sore muscles, but like it feels like I'm feels like I can stand up straighter, or, yeah. you know that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I my energy level is better, um, so I'm I love coffee. I'm still a coffee drinker, but sometimes I'll realize like if I've worked out that morning. I'll realize at like three o'clock that I've not even made it through half of my travel mug that I take with me to work, that sort of thing. Yeah. Instead of running for my second full travel mug at about, you know, two o'clock that afternoon or something. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like my, just my patience with my kiddos is better. Um, like one time we're in this situation where we were going to get food from here and they, it was going so slow that we decided to get food from somewhere else. But this other kid didn't want anything from there. So, it would like, we ended up doing three different <laughs> restaurants on the way home. Yeah. And I told my girls, I said, do you know why mommy's not losing her mind right now? And it's because I exercised today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, anyway, they truly, before, I mean, I would have been losing it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's helped with that kind of aspect. Like, and really helps to just, like, lessen overall anxiety. Yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, obviously, there's there's plenty of, like, physiological reasons for that. But uh, a lot of it's, like, you start your day with doing something hard, you know. You overcame it, and you're like, oh, well, if I can do that. Um, and you've kind of, like, given your energy. F- you've, like, given your stress away that day, if that makes yeah. sense. Where, like... You know, you haven't, you don't have all this built up tension in you that like you're able to snap and just release it at your kids all the time. And so it's like, it's a, it's like this combo of like, I've already strained today. I've already um, done something hard. And then on top of that, like I'm now on like an endorphin high and my energy's higher. I just feel good overall. So like my temper is mitigated and it's not as, the threshold is not as low. For sure. Um, and, like, what what I've kind of, like, noticed between, like, people who don't exercise and people who do is, like, you have that extra energy to deal with and then give to your kids. I mean, like, a lot of people, they get home and, like, they've already poured, up, poured out their cup. And they, they've got a small cup. They pour it out all day. They get home, they got nothing left. It's mm-hmm. like, man, just, like, kid, like, let me just sit here and watch TV or, like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they're, um, and they don't have that ability to, like, get home and still have stuff left to pour out for their kids. And then then the struggle for them becomes, like, they're like, my cup's already empty. How am I supposed to find time to, like, exercise? And I kind of tell them, like, exercise isn't taking away from your cup. It's giving you a bigger cup. Like taking care of your body is giving yourself a bigger cup so that right, you can work a 10-hour day and have a crazy stressful day and get home and still, like, play with your kids, do their homework, read, read a bedtime story, like, like deal with them discipline-wise without snapping or, or ignoring them or whatever, you know. So. Absolutely, yeah. And I would even say the, like, sleep that I've lost to have to get up for an early morning class I'm still more refreshed than if I had gotten more sleep and didn't come work out that morning. So Isn't that crazy? It, it is, but it's, <laughs> yeah, and I would have never thought, because there's like a two-hour difference in how late I would sleep on like a regular day right. um, versus a day that I'm getting up, you know, to come to an early morning class anyway. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty amazing. Are there, what, are there any other areas in like your life where you felt like the benefits of fitness? You'd be like, oh, man, I can tell, like, tell it here. What about singing? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know if maybe my um, lung, capacity. Yeah, lung capacity is better. I haven't I haven't noticed. I don't know. Okay. Um, Any other areas? Well, I'm trying to. I feel like it's helpful. Um, so I'm a nurse practitioner, and all day long I joke around that all day long I fuss at people about their eating habits yeah. and their anything lifestyle related. And so I do feel like. Um, I saw a quote, I don't know who said this, but I loved it. It said, you can't lead where you're not going. Mm. And so how am I supposed to like kind of show you how to get healthier or, or help you to stay healthy? Maybe you're not sick, but you yeah. want to stay healthy. Um, if I'm not like doing any of that myself, so yeah. I can't lead where I'm not going. So um, if I'm not exercising, then how am I supposed to kind of like offer suggestions on how you could work exercise in your routine if I hadn't figured that out. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's um, kind of, you know, I'm trying to empower folks that I see during the day that could greatly, their lives could change dramatically with just some changes in their, maybe big changes, and, you know, yeah. eating habits and and, and moving more. Um, so I, it helps in that respect, too. Yeah. On the last podcast we did with Clay, we were talking about how, like, the system is not really set up for healthy people. It's really set up for, like, unhealthy 70-year-olds. Uh, it's set up to, like, um, reduce symptoms. In other words, like, you have high blood pressure. Here's a pill to reduce your high blood pressure. You have uh, you, you have type 2 diabetes. Like, here's insulin you now have to take to, to address that. Versus saying, like, versus being more, um, I'm not going to say preventative. Preventative would be nice. I mean, I would always prefer preventative, but even just educational in the sense it's like of, of causes. I was like, you are here because of X, Y, Z. Let's address these causes versus just addressing these symptoms. And, um, and so, unfortunately, like a lot of the system is, is not set up like that. And even in, even in the medical profession, nurses are one of the most common obese uh, uh, professions. Like you look up most of these professions, I think it's like construction workers and then nurses are oh, like really? number two. Like they're second in line for yeah. for obesity. We're the worst patients. Um, and so many doctors don't exercise, um, unfortunately. Um, and most doctors are, doctors are specialists in the sense that like they specialize in that one area. And so, you know, they're like, that's kind of everything that they know is how to like address that one symptom, one, you know, issue versus kind of taking more of a, big picture approach uh obviously gps have a little bit more of that kind of big picture approach but um they like cardiologists or like um orthopedic surgeons um and so it's good to hear it's good for me to hear you know someone within that profession kind of like recognize like man like i i kind of need to be living by example here oh, for sure yeah i just i'm you know just like you probably wouldn't go see an athletic trainer that was like morbidly obese or something, you know, and, and try to get them to help you with your fitness or the, or, or that was, um, somebody who can't lift 10 pounds, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I always, I try to educate patients on like, yeah, we might need a medicine for now, but like, this is reversible. Yeah. If you want to go that route, we could just work on re yeah. <laughs> reversing this. And, um, yeah, when I, one of my First classes in my nurse practitioner program, um, I took an advanced patho class, and the teacher, the first thing he started out, it just had a picture of a ball, just like a regular ball. Like a basketball? And, um, or no, just like a, it, like a, 
shaded in circle. Okay, gotcha. circle, it's like a sphere. Just a sphere yeah. on the uh, screen. And so he said, and it had the words body, mind, and spirit, but they were all crammed together. And he said a lot of times people think about body, mind, and spirit as three separate circles that maybe just overlap in the little, in the yeah. middle a little bit. Yeah. But he said, I want you to think about those as completely overlapping where you only see one circle because when somebody, let's say they're just diagnosed with high blood pressure, that does not just affect their body. That is body, mind, and spirit. Because yeah. it can be, you know, incredibly overwhelming to be on eight medicines for yeah. high blood pressure and diabetes, or it can be really depressing, you know, to, to see those pill bottles and be reminded yeah. of disease, that sort of thing. And so I absolutely, yeah, I like to think of it, body, mind, and spirit, is, it's, all, it's all one. And so, yeah, when you just get up and exercise that morning, whether you've burned, you know, 800 calories or 200, like just the fact that body, mind, it's good for your spirit, you know, yeah. that morning. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind. Yeah. So I like that it affects all three. Yeah, the um, I think I think um, being in in the modern day with all the technology that we have, like we can be completely disconnected from like the purpose that our bodies were made for. Um, one way I kind of describe it is like uh, think of all the things you were born with: the ability to run, jump, play, roll over, wrestle. You know, do all these things. Like watch a kid play, and then go, can I do all those same things? And if there's no, then, like, you've lost abilities along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, sometimes we get that disconnection from, like, what my body's supposed to be able to do and what it's supposed to be able to feel like. And, um, and we get in this mindset of, like, um, a little bit like victimhood, where it's just like, I just can't do that. Um, I, think, I, think, I think of my mom as a good example where m most of her friends would be, like, because uh, she's 64, she's 64, most of her friends would uh, would, would say, oh, I, you know, I need some help picking this up, or I just, oh, I can't do that. You know, she's like, no, I got it. Right. Yeah, I can do it. Um, and, um, and just how that kind of, like, plays into, like, your everyday life. And it's like, well, the accumulative factor of, like, decades upon decades of, of um, not doing things and being told right. you can't do things or feeling like or saying like I just got I got to take this pill or I'm just I or just kind of having a negative view or stuff like I'm just not someone who can exercise or I just don't have the motivation you know that kind of stuff like it builds up big time and you oh, see sure. it in a person's um in their face and their body and their and you hear it when you talk to them you can you can feel it in their emotions you know yeah it's Absolutely. all 100% all connected and the vice and it's vice versa too you see someone who's who's uh, exercising regularly um, and they're you know they are more vibrant they're more um, passionate about life sometimes they 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 are less stressed out and right. not necessarily and I don't necessarily mean just from cuz I've seen that being the case in people who have like severe physical issues you know uh, veterans that have lost arms or people who were born with, um, uh, with like, you know, abnormalities or whatever, but who just, who, who changed their mind on how to approach life with that. Right. Decided, well, you know, th yes, I can't do this, but this I is can all I something. can, mm -hmm. this is what I can do. And then like the positive impact of like decades of that. You know? Right. So. I know. And I'm, I'll tell patients sometimes, I know it may sound extreme to like, get up at 4.30 and exercise and try to go out of your way to avoid fast food or whatever it is nutritionally we were talking about that may seem like 
um, like, goodness, this is really hard. But it's also hard, like, being on eight medicines and yeah. having to keep up with them yeah. and keep up with refills and go to the doctor all the time. Like, that yeah. also is hard and extreme. <laughs> and so I'd rather choose the one that's, like, helping keep me healthy. I think there was a meme for a while that was, like, choose your hard. Oh, yeah. It was, like, choose your hard, you know, like. You can live. A, you can live a hard life no no matter what. It's just choose which hard life you want to live. You know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one thing that's been frustrating to me uh, about this entire year with COVID has been um, has been the lack of messaging about like things that we could do to reduce our our risk outside of just getting vaccinated, uh, just just doing the social distancing. Like there there hasn't been any messaging about like hey. Take care of your body, build your immune system, and you you know reduce your comorbidities, comorbidities, and uh, you know your chance of of survival, and also just not having any real negative impacts from the virus itself go up tremendously. Right. Um, why do you feel like the as someone who's in the medical profession, like um, why do you feel like that is like what why why has there not been this kind of like I said the message should be like hey. That we've learned this last year that health is important. You should treat your body properly, exercise, eat right. And on top of that, you should probably get vaccinated and do these things to mitigate the risk, right? Right. Why do you feel like that hasn't been the, the message that's come out? I don't know. Because, yeah, there's lots of the things that help your immune system just overall are, yeah, like eating right, exercising, don't smoke, stuff like that. Yeah. Don't drink, you know, gallons of alcohol every day. This yeah. sort of thing that we already know. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like people are, um, in a way, tired of hearing that. Yeah. Like, I'd, sometimes I say there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Like, we still need to eat right and exercise. Um, but people are, I find people are always looking for, oh, no, I want to try this yeah. fad product. I want to just... Uh, eat this gummy that's supposed to have all the, <laughs> the plants vitamin. that no, the, all the plants that I need to eat for the day. Oh, instead I'm just doing this gummy and it's supposed to have ten servings of vegetables in it. I'm like, it's probably not right. Anyway, and it so it does have ten servings of sugar. Right, in it. right. And so um, I feel like yeah, that people don't necessarily. If you said, well, a big key, yeah, to reducing your risk of having serious complications from COVID nineteen would be, yeah, if you got your health in order in general. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we need to be eating right and exercising. I feel like I hear the whole nation rolling their eyes. Right. You know? <laughs> and that it's not, and it is not an easy, you know, quick fix. It is not just a pill that you can take. Yeah. Um, or just a, a gummy that you eat in the morning. Yeah. Like, it's actually kind of a whole lifestyle. But. Um, is there a new message that needs to be said then? If there's that's the message you're getting tired of, or is it just like, hey, this the reality is we're just probably not going to turn it around. Like, um, I don't know. I I saw something um, as far as just from like a medical profession, um, a, a specialty called like specialized in lifestyle medicine. Yeah. And um, I don't know if they have anything for like mid we call, mid levels or nurse practitioners. Yeah. Because um, I think it was mainly like a physician group. But I was interested in like, ooh, what does it take to get like certified in yeah. lifestyle? medicine yeah um and pushing more you know towards that and instead of only not that we're gonna get away from all medicines ever but instead of that being the only focus yeah um but yeah i don't i don't know the the (laughs) the the nationwide cure for all you know all americans to realize that they (laughs) yeah to to realize that should exercise and eat right yeah i I mean i 
I feel like that's kind of like something. Like we're on we're on the same team, but like different uh, different um, timelines of that team. You know, like we're trying to get at, we're trying to 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 get people to start exercising, eating right, like before they have to go to the doctor for X, Y, and Z. And you're on like, hey, now that you're at the doctor, like we're gonna address it. But you also need to start doing X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, and it's it's um it can be frustrating. You can, you can like get sometimes so like a pessimistic uh, standpoint. I think Alice and I were talking about, she had a patient the other day or, you know, he's just like, you know what? Screw it. Like you're so anti doing anything yeah. uh, positive for your health. Like screw it. Yeah. Suffer the consequences of your actions, friend. Um, it's hard. Uh, sometimes it's hard to not like go down that negative rabbit yeah. hole, but um it's hard when I, I, like, walk through the grocery store and be like, oh, this entire aisle probably just doesn't need to be available. <laughs> right, or like, right. Or, like, we've got an entire aisle of sugary drinks that I'm pretty sure no one needs right. anybody. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, it's and so like it's hard when there's so many, you know, things that are very unhealthy or, you know, just the number of fast food restaurants that are on the corner um, where I like the corner closest to where I work. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. frustrating. Um, <laughs> right. Like, well, anyway. Okay, I'm gonna grab a, I'm gonna grab me a burger on the way out the doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you go to like Costco, you like see someone's like, look at their card. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. what? Like, that's the worst card I've ever seen. And then like the next, the next time you go, like, nah, that's, that's the, the worst card <laughs> I've ever seen. But I do think there is. Um, so truly the word ignorant meaning not knowing. Yeah. Like some like folks that I all the time I have people tell me, Oh well I thought V eight splash has a picture of fruits and veggies. I'm not kidding, has a picture of fruits and veggies on the label <laughs> and so I thought it was healthy because I thought it had fruits and veggies in it. I'm like I'm just like I'm just real simple. Like if you want apple juice, just go eat an apple. Yeah, yeah. And it's got like a teaspoon of juice and that's good. It's like it's um the best marketing I've ever seen is veggie straws. Oh, yeah. It's like there's just – they're potato chips that are the color of celery and carrots. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's just straight up potato chips. And, like, but on the on the front, it's all – It has vegetables, vegetables on the label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's spinach powder. But it's hard. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, so I don't – oh, goodness, yeah. I don't know what's going to, like, fix – Yeah. Um, you know, the American diet. I know, I think you've um, said this before about it would be nice if, like, health insurance companies would incentivize, um, like, having a gym membership or, like, let you pay for that with an FSA card yeah. or that sort of thing to help motivate people yeah. to to not just ask for your BMI on a form, which they do, but or your waist circumference or whatnot, but, like, help you to work on that. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. And, uh, um you uh, you are not incentivized whatsoever financially to be healthy when it comes to health insurance. And in fact, it's kind of the opposite. If you're just like, well, you know, uh, I have to pay the same premiums. The only difference is if I smoke or not. But like, yeah. like your, your lifestyle, they don't, I don't think they even take BMI anymore on health insurance. It's just where you live and do, do you smoke or not. And yeah. what's your uh, gender, where you live, and whether or not you smoke, smoke or not. Um, yeah, so it's like there's, that's a whole rabbit hole you could go down. But yeah. I think one of the things that, you know, that's one thing that was frustrating about this whole year. Like, man, like, we were kind of really going down or have been going out this, like, really steep hill with regards to health 
of our nation. Mm-hmm. And this was like the awakening moment. It was like, oh, crap. Like, this disease came that was like really bad for you if you were already really unhealthy. And right. didn't really have much of an effect on you if you weren't. And, but still, like, the, the response was not like, oh, man, we, we really should get healthier as a nation. Like, this is a, this is a giant wake-up call for everyone. It, that was not the, right. the message or response whatsoever. Yeah, like yeah, uh, Allison said, uh, you know, you're encouraged to eat to get a donut. If if you get vaccinated, <laughs> we're gonna reward you with a donut. <laughs> I mean, you're like, I mean, like, I, 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 know. I respect like the, the the like incentivizing getting vaccinations, but at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> maybe that's not the incentive right. that needs to be had. It's the, uh, I, well. I, I, when you're kind of talking about like the ignorance part, like I would say m- most people know at like the most baseline level, like I should exercise and eat right. But then what happens is like marketing comes in and manipulates people's psychology to make them think they're taking appropriate positive actions that are not actual like appropriate positive actions. Right. And which and is like gummy gummy vitamins right. and shit like that. Or promising that apple cider vinegar does like 20 things for your body when maybe <laughs> maybe it doesn't like instantly remove all toxins from right. your body or, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. It's hard because I know people are, yes, they know they need to eat better and stuff like that, but then it's people also want like, yeah, a quick fix. Easy like, oh, I just, I just want, okay, veggie straws. Yeah. Okay, this is also something I can just... Grab at the right. Well, store instead of eating yeah. potato chips, I eat veggie straws. Like, yeah, yeah, you're still eating potato chips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's. I got the way I'll usually describe supplements. It's like think of it like this: supplements are supplement to a quality training program and a good dietary plan. In and of themselves, they're pretty much worthless. It's like <laughs> taking apple cider vinegar literally does nothing to overcome eating a tremendous amount of sugar and never yeah. exercising. Severe, uncontrolled high blood pressure. Yeah, like, yeah. it's <laughs> not going to do that. Like, um, if you're doing all these other things, then maybe, like, if exercising gives you a 49% bump in health and eating right gives you another 49% bump in health, then every supplement falls into that other 1% range. If you're already doing that, yeah, it'll give you the little extra 1%, right? But it's not going to, uh, it's not going to, reverse your terrible uh lifestyle habits for sure that's super frustrating to us as well was like and like you're like we're trying to work with someone it's like well i was on instagram and i just i saw this person was promoting this thing you're like ah son of a bitch well or or (laughs) i bought this really expensive yeah um whatever uh shakes yeah and, and and they're like super duper expensive, and I don't understand why. Yeah, why everything isn't better because I drink one a week or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, but um, like I said, I kind of ping pong back back and forth between like being pissed being pissed off enough to be like, okay, now now to be fired up to say, now this is what we're gonna do to kind of combat that. Like if that's that message, now we gotta get out in front of it and like be louder. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, and change it up, not just say like, "Hey, you need to ex." Not not take the not go from the standpoint of like, you need to exercise. Like what what we try to say is like, the best version of yourself 
is the one that's exercising any right, and you deserve that. Right. You don't get one chance at this thing called life. Right, right. You deserve to have the best experience, the best uh, version of yourself through this, and so does everyone else around you. Right. You know, you deserve it, and then everyone else around you deserves it. It's like the, going back to that story I said, it's like the, 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 the guy who didn't work out because he had three kids is like, your three kids deserve like the best version of yourself and you deserve to have the best version of yourself as well. Right. And you exercise is going to help you have a better experience with your kids. You can help them have a better experience with you and you only get one round of that. Right. So when they're 30 and you're 60, you would don't look back and go crap. I wish I had done that. Well, and I think most any parent or most all parents would say they want their kids to be healthy. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, really trying to model for my kids um here's what it looks like to be healthy um and we try to I don't ever talk about like being skinny or being fat none of that we just talk about being healthy and being strong um because I have no idea what size and shape my kids are going to be you know 20 years from now um but they will know how to exercise. I love, there's a sign, I think, in the gym that says all humans require routine maintenance. Yeah. And so, yeah, they are going to know how to perform routine maintenance yeah. on themselves in terms of, of exercise. And um, and then they, they can make their own choices when they're grown up for everything else. But they will at least have a foundation of knowing what that looks like. Yeah. So. What's, what's kind of been their response of, like, being able to, like um, – see you, you exercise and even come into the gym and like watch a mom exercise and like I mean like what, what, what do they say about that they um one time it was so funny I think we were doing snatches and I had like the bar with two five pound plates they're green yeah. and so but but they're still like wide diameter and so it looked you know to them it looked like mommy's you know lifting the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. amount of weight as everybody else but they were like you were picking that bar up way over your head. You know? <laughs> and I'm thinking like, yeah, and the lady next to me who's 20 years older than me was doing, you know, triple the amount of It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've had yeah. to get over the fact of that I'm, I may be in lots of classes, the slowest one lifting the least amount of weight, but it doesn't matter. But your kids are superwoman. Yeah. You that, know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, that's the most weight they've ever seen mommy lift. Yeah. yeah and so, <laughs> yeah, they, I like that they are kind of like, whoa. And I like just from um, being just a, a little bit feminist of like, yes, and, and women can pick up heavy things too. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, they they are just very intrigued by all this going on. And um, and so, yeah, it's it's been fun. Are they, then we get, like, if we watch something like, American Ninja Warrior, they're always like cheering, you know, yeah. really hard for the women. Of like, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, if I say something like, oh, do you think mommy could do that? And of course they're like, yeah. Because totally, they, yeah. you know, anyway, which, you know, we're a long way <laughs> away from, from my, me trying out for American Ninja Warrior. But, that's, that's um, but yeah, in my kids, yeah, in my kids' eyes, yeah, I'm, mommy's lifting heavy things, mommy's doing hard things. And um, I already know, I think one of my kids is going to be the one who's like trying to come up here with me when she's a teenager. Um, that is interested in if I do workouts at home. Yeah. Um, like Which one, one time, is that? Uh, Mary, my okay. third daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, one time, I don't know what was going on. The kids were, like, crazy. And so uh, my husband turned on some, like, hard rock kind of music. Yeah. And we started some – it was, like, this spontaneous – he got on his ab mat, and it was, like, competition to see who could do the most sit-ups. My kids – and then there are other ones are like making laps around the living room, <laughs> and it was this frenzy. Anyway, but that sort of thing is yeah. not going to happen 
Um, you know, if I'm, yeah, they only I, see you if watching all they TV. watching TV and playing on my phone. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it was this, it doesn't have to be, um, miserable working out either. Like yeah. it can be a fun and something you can share with your family. Thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the idea of like, like your kids see you as like superwoman or superman. I just think you're the strongest, like most fit person ever, at least until they're like 14. Oh yeah. Cause I remember like, really like one thing that tr- I recall that is like stuck in my brain that triggered me towards exercise was I remember my dad had a weight set probably from the 1960s or seventies, like the, the concrete filled weight set. And I remember it was, it was like a set of dumbbells, like loadable dumbbells with the, 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 the twist on collars. And it, I think the, the red ones were the biggest ones and they were probably either five pounds each. So that it made it like 10 pounds. And I remember like watching him do like 10 pound curls, curls one day and thinking like, Oh, cause I was like, man, like that can't even pick that thing up. Yeah. And yeah. I was like a little kid. Like that's the heaviest thing ever. Like I, like, I can't even pick that up. You can do curls with it. I remember like triggering me to be like, man, I want to be able to do that one day. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like, he probably didn't think anything of it. But at the time I was like, man, like dad's super strong. Like that's mm-hmm. cool. Like I want to be like dad one day and be able to lift heavy weight. So uh, how's it been uh, like exercising and, and being able to share that same experience like with your husband as well? Yeah, it's been, um, it's been really good. So we've been able to come to the 5 a.m. class together. So it's almost like a little mini gym date, even if I'm not talking to him the whole time, you know. Um, but that's, it's fun. It's also easier to get up at 4.30 if somebody else is literally right there, you know, yeah, accountable. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's so funny. The night before, it'll be like, well, are we going in the morning? Well, ah, might as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so um, that sort of thing. But it's been good because, yeah, it also, yeah, just marriage-wise gives us something that we do together where the kids don't need us yeah. at that moment. Um, so, yeah, that, that's been really good. When Yeah, all day being a mom and working, especially in my profession, people need me all day, which yeah. is a great thing. That's why I chose. <laughs> so be not needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably depressing to not be needed ever. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a nice time where the kids don't need us. We don't have anything else going on. We're not on our phones. You know, yeah. you can't play on your phone or, you know, that sort of thing while, um, while you're working out. And so it's been, it's been really good. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a fun thing to share with each other and, like, like, um, there's not a whole lot of other situations where we can go like, Hey, good job, babe. Like, oh like, yeah. Man, Cheer like on your yeah, spouse. Like, yeah. You did good. Like that was awesome. You, like, like yeah. you, you fought that out and like cheer them on, give them a high five, you know, share like, um, share, share an experience where they both trying to like better yourselves. Right. You know, a lot of times, like, especially when your kids are young, it's just, it's just chaos. It's just like, Hey, it's you, just, you take the kid yeah. to here and I do this to schedule and uh, you get yeah, that. It's yeah. survival mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From sun up to sundown. Yeah. Especially when they're really little. I usually try to encourage new moms when baby's like under a month old, like you just survive and you <laughs> love, you love on your husband and you love your kids and you just survive. Yeah. And that's your goal for the next <laughs> few weeks with a newborn. Yeah. Just get um, through but it. Yeah. So after that, but yeah, at some point it's good to move from survival mode to, you know, thriving mode. Yeah. 100%. So, well, very cool, uh, Rachel. Appreciate you coming on the MBS Fitness Radio podcast and sharing yeah. your story. Thanks and for uh, hopefully, me. it'll it'll motivate some other people um, in similar situations uh, to to start taking positive actions. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all. MBS Fitness Radio out. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio.
If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.